You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio. I hope everyone's doing well. Give some love to my sponsors, as usual, Sullen Clothing, Kingpin Tattoo Supply, Inky's Tattoo Products, Black Flies Eyewear, and Tattoos Cure Cancer. You can head over to SullenRadio.com to donate to support the show, listen to past episodes, and submit questions to future guests. If you'd like to get tattooed by me, you can email your ideas to joe at SullenRadio.com. Thanks for listening to Sullen Radio, everyone. I'm Joe Swanson, and this is my talk with artist Leo Famasino. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Joe Swanson. Welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio. I'd like to welcome my guest today to the show, tattooer Leo Famasino, man. How are you? Uh, what's been happening? Awesome, bro. Yeah, I'm just excited to be here. Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, working, trying to, you know, perfect my style i guess, I guess yeah you yeah you're down at a town tattoo that's a um a polynesian style uh yeah, the, base shop all the guys there are kind of steeped in that in that style correct oh yeah 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 it's a pretty uh we've got a few guys that are just straight awesome at polynesian tattoos yeah that's cool man you know it's interesting to me because when i first met you you know I, you were introduced to me as a lettering guy, and then we got talking a little yeah. bit more. I learned that you were at A Town. <clears throat> I've been familiar with uh, um, Pate's work um, for for a few years. Actually, a good friend of mine who I've done a back piece on has gotten a a sleeve from him as well. And man, it was cool that I, you know, me to hear that you were working there and and with that caliber of artist. And you were a lettering guy, but you also have this other side of of your artwork and and of your um, of your life. That's the the Polynesian thing, and it's cool to see you mixing both those styles. How did how did that love of lettering come about, and um, how does that your culture influence that and uh, influence your work? Um, my my lettering came about when I was real young. I got into graffiti. Um, and from there, I just kind of kept growing into my what I'm doing now. Uh, as far as the Polynesian part, that that is my culture that I've always been around. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather, he had the Tatao, and I always admired it, but I never knew actually what it meant and what was going on with it. So kind of as I got more into the tattoo game, I started to pick it up and met these really cool guys that, that also do it also, and we kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. So you say you saw your your grandfather with with that kind of work back when you were a little kid. Yeah, back when I was young, real young. What, at, at that time, I, I had no idea what what that you know what that was and what what it was about until I got much older. So nobody in your family ever talked about it, or was it something that that uh, was just? Why didn't anybody talk about it? Do you think, or did you just never ask him, or it was just something that was? Yeah. I was, he died at a, at a real young age, and, mm. and we, you know, I, I never really talked to anybody about it because at, at that time it, it was just something that was normal. It wasn't something that I seeked out to try to understand. Yeah, did it? Did it? Um, at that point, you were interested in it, though. I mean, at least with the with seeing it on your grandpa and 
Did you seek it out later? Yeah, How? Yeah. Wh- where did the connection come then? Where you really, where you um, started developing that deeper interest for it? It came at at a really, really, really late age. I don't know, twenty, twenty one. That's when I, because it, it wasn't very, you know, popular as it is now. Mm-hmm. But you know, and back then, when I first seen it, it, it was, it was, it was amazing to me. It's amazing to see that he had a full body suit, and I was like, wow, that's awesome. That's wild, man. It's uh, so he was he had um, describe the tattoos that he had. What what all what what was the impact? So we can kind of get an idea of that. He had a, a full body traditional tattoo. He was the uh, the matai of, of our family, and um, you know, it, 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 as a young kid, you see this, you're like, whoa, man, what what? At that age, I actually thought it was like an etch a sketch. Like, what what is all these lines? They're just going everywhere here and there. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm just like, wow. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, did, did your, did anybody else in the family have that similar, uh, have no. work or it was just him? Uh, at, 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 that's all the, the person that I've seen because, yeah. we, you know, I'd go over there with my father and he'd be on the couch, you know, drinking a beer, just relaxing all the time. <laughs> so I, I'd seen it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Carson. Okay. Born and raised. Right in California, right? Yeah, Carson, California. Yeah, that's cool. Kind what was a, it? What was it like? What's that? What's Carson like as a city? How big is it? Um, it's. I'm not going to say it's that big, but I mean it's 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 pretty big. It's pretty diverse, also. A bunch of different, you know, races. College town and is it college town or? Um, no, I mean there's a college there, but I mean I wouldn't call it a college town. It it it, it was pretty rough, you know. So you were just doing graffiti you know, out there. Yeah, that's where I, I uh, honed in all my skills. <laughs> all the that's where the love of the letters came, Carson, California. Yeah, yeah. What what who, what kind of guys or what graffiti were you seeing back then in Carson when you were a kid and started getting into that scene? What were you seeing or who was hot at that time that that influenced you? Um it, it wasn't really an uh, outside influence. It was mainly just the people that I hung out with. They kind of, you know, because I was always the youngest one in the group. So, mm-hmm. you know, they were two or three years older than me. So they picked up everything before I did. Yeah. Kind of just fell in line. And I just, you know, always fed off what they did. Yeah. Where were they? Do you know if they were seeing magazines or was this pre-internet or was uh, this around the time that was there? Was there internet? No, was, what year it, was this? It, it, no, this was way, way. I was like 13, 14. I'm, oh, okay. I'm 40 now, so, you know, it's, it's way back. Yeah. Uh, Belmont Yard was around at that time. We used to, you know, swing out there, do a little hit up real quick and, you know, check out what was cracking over there. Uh-huh. That's good, man. And how, like a, when did you start coming back to, or, or when did you take the graffiti and that interest in art and turn it into an interest in tattooing? Um... When I first started tattooing, I mean, that was pretty much what I was doing uh, because it, it was just so natural for me. Mm-hmm. And then and then I picked up the Polynesian side and then I kind of went away from it a little bit. And then it, it took me a little while to kind of establish that I actually knew how to tattoo mm-hmm. to kind of come back that way and then kind of focus most of my time on that, on lettering style. Yeah. And is that what you, you do pretty much? Predominantly, how what percentage do you think um, you do lettering, and what percentage you do the contemporary Polynesian stuff? I would 
say 70 30 mm-hmm. mostly 70 lettering, lettering 30, yeah mm-hmm. mostly mostly i mean it, it it wasn't always like that but it kind of as i evolved it kind of pushing to that way mm-hmm. and i'm you know i'm i'm fine i'm fine with that i mean i love doing both but lettering yeah. has always been my first my first passion yeah from the graffiti days. Oh, it's interesting that, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you can say it's unfortunate or fortunate, but you landed in a style that's, in my opinion, one of the most difficult styles to be unique in and also tattoo. You know, the actual application of the thing is very difficult. So it's um, it's fun to see guys that do it at such a high level, you know, um, and there's a lot of them, man, around the Sullen family, you know, Flocks and um, BJ Betts yeah, and, yeah. and Big Me's. And uh, a lot of these dudes are just, I mean, killing it. How do you find your voice in oh, that? Okay. How do you find your voice, man, in, in your lettering voice in that sea of of really wonderful uh, lettering guys? I mean, especially down in a place that's, that's uh, filled with them, you know, L.A., down in Southern California. It's like... How do you how do you try to set yourself apart? Um, I I think I'm I'm still trying to I mean try to find my voice. Like these guys are these guys are killing it, and it's like every time I see something, it just kind of motivates me to, you know, push a little harder. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, if if no one if, if I didn't see what they were doing, then I probably would it wouldn't motivate me to you know try to push it more, try to at least catch up to those guys. Yeah. Who's who's like pushing you right now? Who do you see that you like that um, that just inspires you? Whether that's an, another tattooer or a graffiti guy or um, what kind of art are you looking at right now? Um, lettering wise, uh, there's there's a guy out there in uh, San Diego. He works with Flocks. His name is Edmar. Okay. He, he pretty he he puts in work and he you know he he gets my juices flowing every time I see him pump you know push something out. Um, I mean, you know, there's always like Meese and Fox and Betts and all those guys. Uh, you got a, got a guy up there in, uh, up north, uh, Tulima. He, he goes hard on it too. I mean, these, these younger cats, I mean, they, they really, they're really pushing it. So it kind of, it pushes me to at least mm-hmm. to stay, you know, wherever I'm at. Yeah. It, it's, um, it's gotta be, do you think about it a lot? you know, the, that amount, that percentage that you're putting into each thing. I mean, these days as tattooers, we really got to be multi-faceted in our approach to art and business. I think that, you know, do you, how much of that is, how much are you trying to strategize, you know, with, with how you're presenting yourself? You know, you're coming off of some cool experiences at this point in your career, being able to, you know, you got a, uh, tattoo time lapse on selling TV that came out, um, that thing's got close to, you know, 18,000 views on it. Um, you did a sullen hat and, uh, you know, you got this sullen radio feature now dropping and, um, how does that affect your business and, and where do you kind of look, how do you look at that kind of stuff using it and, and what has it done for the trajectory of what you, what you want to do with your artwork? Um, right now I'm still kind of like, kind of in like all that I'm actually, you know, been able to do those, those things. Um, I don't really have a, a plan on where, where I'm trying to go. I'm just trying to keep it consistent, mm-hmm. kind of trying, trying not to, you know, fall off, but just trying to stay, you know, st- 
stay on it. I mean, because yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm practicing, every, you know, two, three, four hours a day, every day. So just to kind of keep it flowing, you know, tweak it here and there, see how, see where I can take it. And, you know. When you say f- practicing, what do you, you just, outside of tattooing, you're, you're lettering, you're putting letters down, you're writing things out. What does that entail, the practicing right now for you to get your shit better? Uh, just just keep writing over and over. Just, mm-hmm. you know, to see, see how I can do it different. And then the next time, I you know, I just keep, you know, different and different. And, and yeah. you can see how, how my, my lettering kind of just evolves. It's not like a big, like, boom, it just changed one day. It just kind of just gradually just keeps going somewhere and then ends up somewhere. And so I just try to keep it, you know, keep it going like that Mm -hmm. do you do you um talk about the talk about the experience of doing the sullen tv um feature what was that like for you how did that come about i mean that's an exciting thing uh it can probably be a nerve-wracking thing to be in there under the lights doing a tattoo um what was that experience like who was the client what talk about that whole whole thing for you and how what how that was going through that um, the, the client was actually Tim, Tim from, uh, from Sullen. He, oh, okay. uh, he hit me up and he was like, Hey, I want to get some lettering. I want this. And because I had enough time to, you know, sit down and, and think about it for a while, I was able to come up with a sketch beforehand. Um, cause usually if that's not the case, someone walks in like, boom, here it is. Or uh, someone makes an appointment. They kind of have what they want at the time, but mm-hmm. it made it much easier that I already knew and what was going to happen. But the whole, um, process of being filmed while I was tattooing now that was that was pretty pretty nerve-wracking because <laughs> if I want one slip up I mean it's on camera and you're like oh man I just ruined the whole thing did you have any but, mo- <clears throat> did you have any moments like that where you were like fuck dude where it was like you were sweating some little thing or or I mean that shit happens um, it's a hand on art so I mean very yeah, there's variables and everything the all the time so, yeah, which is why yeah, I'm saying telling, like the lettering thing for to pick a uh, to be a lettering guy. It was it was always blo- it always blew my mind. You know when when it started becoming a thing that people could focus on one single style. I mean that always I always loved lettering, but man, I I would think to myself as I was doing you know <laughs> some some lettering. Geez, yeah, I would not want to yeah. do this every day because it's so difficult to get perfect. You know and. uh but it's it's cool, man. Fun to yeah, do. It's I don't, been I don't the bread and ever, butter. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done a perfect tattoo. I mean, I I use such a, a small needle that if I do mess up, I can just make it thicker. So yeah. it's always, you know, I think I mess up every single time. I just <laughs> kind of have to figure out how to how to fix it. Yeah. You know, that was one thing that um, I just did a, a takeover. If anybody's interested in checking it out, finding out a little bit more about my history coming up as a tattooer, I just did a takeover of at Americana Tattoos on Instagram um, this last week. And, you know, that was one thing that my my mentor told me when I when I was getting tattooed by him. You know, there's these long ass lines that had no breaks in them on a banner on a Sailor Jerry piece. And. You know, he he was cursing me because I picked this piece that had these long, you know, no break lines in them. And he said, you know, what you're going to find is it's not always, you know, how well you can tattoo. 
but how well you can cover up your mistakes in a tattoo that you do. Mm-hmm. And I th- I've always found that to be true, man, you know, and, and oh, yeah. really thinking this is, you know, hey, it's a hand-done art. And it's amazing to see the quality of work that guys are putting out nowadays. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, the same thing with the, the Polynesian tattoos. There's, there's these long lines, and you need to make sure that they're consistently and I mean, I, I they, they go crooked sometimes, but I figure out how to how to un, unmake them crooked. So right. it, I mean, it's all it's all possible. Yeah, talk about your approach. Is your approach different when you're doing um, lettering as opposed to the Polynesian, or does it different or the same? Uh, they're they're totally different. Um, lettering, I'm more more how would you say uh, finesse kind of. You don't want to be too too forceful or or, or um, too hard with it. And then like Polynesian, I mean, those lines are just so long that you just got to just go, just boom, put the needle in, run that, run that shit all the way through. <laughs> and it's, it's just a whole, a whole different, it's, it's a whole different approach. Different mindset. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I mean, I when I'm doing the letter, I'm just kind of just, you know, I'm writing it. I'm not drawing it. I'm just writing it, and then you know you got to kind of pick your spots on what you know what what's hard and what's not, and just kind of kind of flow it through. And then just the, the Polynesian side, it, I mean, it's, it, you just have to be on it. You have to flow it like hit it hard and hit it fast. Yeah. Do you find that you gravitate towards one or the other depending on what's happening with you personally? I, I talked with, um, and I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I spoke with. Um, Jess Yen and, and asked him when he decides how he decides on what if he's going to do hand poke or whether he's going to use a machine and um, I believe he said that he uses hand poke when he's feeling uh, emotional or he, he wants to get something uh, out of him because it's more physical and uh, um, or it could have been or it could have been the other way around and that was more methodic I can't remember man it was a couple of fucking years ago but um <laughs> shit but it's uh do you find that it's a different you what you're gravitating towards with your artwork whether you're practicing the polynesian or practicing the lettering has to do with how your personal life is going or or things with around the shop um i would have to say no i mean i kind of i don't think there's any emotions that kind of push me either way i, mm-hmm. I just kind of go with what the customer is looking for. Right. Real street shop. I I bring emotions in. Real street shop style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. You know, that's, I mean, and that's where, that's where I came up too, man. It was a street shop. You know, it's, it's, they walked in the, they walked in the door and they got it, you know, they got what they wanted, you know, whether that was a portrait Uh or lettering or whatever. And I guess it, it does, you know, you can kind of run that same way, even if you're, picking a particular, you know, even if you're working in a singular style, you know, and it'd just be available for, you know, a walk-ups and, and people come in. I like that flow, man. I like that, that spontaneity in the, in, in my work sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like all, every Polynesian tattoo that we do is usually when they walk in, we kind of get the feel of how we're going to, how we're going to do this right then and there. There's no like, you know, beforehand you know draw it up or anything it's just like boom okay you're here down let me see you check out your arm boom okay how we're gonna go mm-hmm. and you just run it with that 
it's nice to be able to do that, right? With that, you've put in the reps, you've put in the work to get to that point where you can be comfortable handling what's walking through the door. And that's a nice place to be because you're allowed then to, you know, even expand and, and push your, push your art, you know, when, when you're comfortable doing the, the standard, you can push it and, and mm-hmm. really create some fun, fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. What's uh, talk about the sullen hat, man. One of my favorite hats I've seen that they've been plugging on Instagram and, and on Facebook. Um, how did that, again, how did that come about? And, and, um, I love it, man. The, the hat was great. Um, well, I, I had been sending, you know, Ryan some, you know, drawings on Facebook for many years. I mean, it's been a while. And then I guess finally I, I you know, I'm just sending them, sending them. And then one, one, one stuck. I mean, it, it wasn't that one, but it was something stuck and then kind of started evolving. And I just kept sending them more and more. And then finally this one came out and I mean, it's been awesome. Those guys are like Tim, Jeremy, Ryan, those guys are awesome over there. And it's like, yeah. it's like what, what they say it's a true family yeah and they've been you know been pumping me i mean it, it's been this it, right now it's just like it's unreal <laughs> it's cool it's, it's explain that i mean because it's um what do you think it's doing to to your career as an artist who is is now feeling that love from from them and and feeling that kind of push um Well, just, uh, you know, I'm interested in, in, uh, do you feel that momentum happening? I mean, do you feel momentum in your career because of that, you know, those things, you know, the selling TV thing and the the hat dropping and, you know, how, how does that affect you? And, and, um, does it make you change the way that you do business at all or, or how you approach things? Um, well, I, I feel it all the time. It's been picking up. I've been in some art shows now. Um, my, my business has picked up tremendous, but it doesn't, it doesn't change how, how I do business. I, I, um, my, it's always going to be the same. I, I don't need to, you know, pump the rates or, you know, anything else. that. I, I kind of just stay the same, do, do what I've always been doing and, and, and just try not to fuck up. That's just <laughs> how I am. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. That's awesome. You know, it's uh, yeah. it, it's cool to be in that spot. You know, where where things are consistent and and you you are feeling that positivity and the momentum and um, it's great, man. Uh, you know, is this that was your first hat, the one that came out this year, correct? Yes, yeah. And look at that, man. I've, you know, done, I've done some writing. Say say that again. What? I've, I've there's there's a couple of shirts that have my writing on it, but oh, okay. Uh, you know, it's mixed in with, but does the hat, that's just, that's my first hat. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and what, the thing that I look at and I take from, from that story about getting this first hat is how many times the work that you got put in, not just about emailing designs. You weren't just emailing once and they didn't respond to you and you got bummed out and were like, oh, fuck those guys, you know, (laughs) you kept doing it. You kept hitting them up. And I think that's one of those things Uh that you'll find in, you know, the highest level artists is the consistency that they have in what they're doing. You know, they don't, they don't get sidetracked with, um, with the first no, you know, they, they, they push forward and keep working towards their goals. So 
Um, it's exciting that when that thing comes to fruition, right? You know, you get that email back oh, yeah. that, Very. that, Hey, we want to do a hat or, you know, um, any little thing. Oh yeah. I mean, it was it's like awesome right now. Yeah. And that hat, I mean, I, I wear that hat every single day. I think I need like two more right now. <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> What's it like working at A Town, man? Talk about that shop. I, I'm next time I'm down in SoCal, man. I want to stop by for sure and uh, say hi to everybody yeah, yeah. and and uh, check it out. But talk about that shop and what it's like working in that environment. Oh man, it's like it's 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 fun. I mean, if I'm not at home, I'm there, and, and I don't need you know I don't party, I don't drink. Um, but I, that that's all I need. So those guys that we got like we got C D he's the owner, Seymour, he's like the the resident chief, uh, Alec G. I mean, badass. He's a badass on everything. Pate, I mean, you know Pate already. Mm-hmm. And our our, our uh, apprentice Genesis. I mean, we're we're those are just those are my brothers. Those are my family. I, I don't know. I don't see myself being anywhere else. It's just you know, they they they've always been with me. I mean, down with me. So I kind of, I'm a loyal guy, and I don't like change regardless. So it, mm-hmm. it's like like to me, it's the funnest shop. You know. Around, I guess. I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. How, how, I mean, how, and everybody, everybody's badass. Yeah, that's cool, man. It, it, isn't it great to be in that environment where um, your peers and the people that you're working with have that like-minded attitude about hustling and doing work and putting out quality and being into that, you know, more than just um, more than you know, really putting their heart and soul into it. Mm-hmm. Makes you push yeah, I mean, you, they, right? They, Oh yeah, I mean, just seeing just every day I walk in, I'm like, oh man, I gotta step it up. It just keeps everybody just keeps pushing and pushing. I mean, we we're the number one Polynesian shop in, in Orange County. I mean, yep. there's, nothing, there's nothing more we can say. Pretty much <laughs> Southern California. <laughs> yeah, holding it down, man. That's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, talking with uh, a couple years ago when I was talking with Pate. You know, about I've always been a fan of Polynesian work and the contemporary stuff, the, you know, the the old stuff. I love it, man. I came up on the Suluape family and, and those, yeah. you know, those pieces of work. And, um, you know, it's it's so interesting to me how deep that culture feels about tattooing and how differently it is for somebody that it's not just about the art or the tattoo it's about a whole idea a whole mentality a lifestyle a culture um talk about you yeah. do have you have a paya talk about that experience I, about yeah. getting that and what it means to you you know talk maybe some of the listeners through how important that is um it was the most humbling nine days of my life uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean describe what a pay paya is and and to the listeners that maybe don't have an idea about what that is? Uh, it's a full body uh, from knee up to the uh, rib cage uh, tattoo from, I mean, from the ass to the, around the front. Everything is tattooed on up. Um, it is very, it's a very, very, very humbling experience. People people have died from it. Um, Yours took nine wife, days. Nine days, yeah. As tall as I am, nine days. Shit. And, and what's uh what's um a typical day go walk through a typical day when you're getting that done. And this is nine straight days of tat of tattooing, correct? Yes. 
Uh, typical day. Uh, get there at six. Uh, it was wait till the sun got into a certain point, and then just lay down on the floor on a mat on the floor um, for about three four hours every day. Wow. In pain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rough spots inside of the leg. What was the roughest spot for you, or or that moment during that nine uh, days? The roughest part is actually laying on the floor. That that is the the, the most painful. It's the, I mean, the mind games that you have to um, play with yourself because lay, the positions that they put you in actually hurt more than the tattoo itself. No shit. Yeah, you're you're laying on the concrete on a mat. I mean, the mat's not doing anything for you. It's just <laughs> right. You know, looks cool, but I mean, it, it, it was that was pretty much the most painful. And then the second most painful was right behind the knee. Really? Just imagine getting tapped on right behind the knee. Yeah, that was, that was what's, part of the... What's the difference in the pain-wise um, being tattooed with a machine and being tattooed um, traditional style? Um, I would say... I mean, it's, it's more painful, but after a while, you kind of get used to it. Just mm-hmm. certain parts of the body yeah. hurt more than others, and that would probably be, you know... You're using nice, you're using big old combs, you know, that are just like pounding in you all day. So I mean, that that would that would be, you know, most painful. But yeah, if, three. if I had to compare, I wouldn't say it, it, it's that much more. Yeah, but that's a it's it, man going for that long, three four hours every day. What's the recovery mm-hmm. like? Is it it's basically t- get tattooed and recover um, for the next day? Um, yeah, well, I mean, my 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 way of taking care of a tattoo has has is different than how it was before that. Because when I got this, it taught me how to take care of it. Yeah. Even you know, because some people say you know wash it like three times, but when when I got this, you had to wash it every two hours and just every single day. So by the third day, what we did the first day was already peeling. It was just you know just constant, huh. constant you know, heal fresh, heal fresh. <laughs> wow. So the first parts that you started on were healed by the time you were done with the last bits. Uh yes, yeah, yeah. They were. They were. It was just. It, you can see the difference. There's wow. chilling up there and then start down there. <laughs> wow, that's wild, man. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, the the, the cleaning process. You had. You. I mean, you didn't want to die, so you better do what they say. Every two hours, you better be out there washing. Where would it, where did they have you wash? As much as you can talk about it, where did they have you wash and and what was that process? Just washing with with regular soap and and water, or yeah, just uh, regular Dove soap, um, bar soap, and and water. You know, sleep on the floor. You couldn't smoke. You couldn't. I mean, you couldn't drink. You couldn't shave. Uh, you couldn't take no kind of uh, medicine. You know, any painkillers, no nothing. And if you did, they knew. I, I took a. I took aspirin, I think was the eighth day. And when I came back the ninth day, he knew that I took something. How did he? What did you take out of I didn't take none. I think it thins your blood. But he, no he knew because I was bleeding more on the last day. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty I, wild. I've denied it. I would imagine yeah. that over nine days of, of three to four hours of being with somebody, you, I mean, you get, very, you get very knowledgeable about how their body is and what's happening. And yeah. What was that yeah. like for you? I mean, going through that, you, you had to have been hyper aware about what's how your body's healing and and 
you know, being on a two-hour vigil of, of washing, you know, so as not to fucking die, <laughs> you know? Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, it, it, it was stressful because when day one was over, your, your whole mind, mindset is shit. I got to come back tomorrow and do the other side. Yeah. And then after day two, you're like, fuck, now I got to come back the next day. And it just keeps, keeps going. And every day I wake, I would wake up, I would just sit there and like, oh shit. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> wake up hella early and wait for the sun to get in the right spot and lay down. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. Every what? single day. Man, were you eating? Did you change your diet or eat differently when you were? Yeah, where did you yeah, have it I done? Tried, I had it in. Uh, it was in a garage in uh, in Hawthorne. It, we, the Sudawake uh, flew in, and we were, you know, doing it in a garage in, in Hawthorne, California. Wow. Um, yeah, it, you know, it was it was an experience. Everything mentally, it was very challenging. Very, very challenging. You know, before you talk about the mental part of it, because I do want to ask about that. What you did, you said you did change your diet while you were while you were getting tattooed. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't eat before I went, just because you know, you get in a full body tattoo. I, I didn't want to take a shit before. You know, I, I didn't want. To, hey, stop! I gotta go take a shit. You know. Yeah. It was one of those. I kind of ate after. Ate a big feast after. Yeah. Well, that was what uh, you know when I was talking with with Ricky boy about, um, that process when, when he was getting that done. And he said, I mean, it's, there's no, you have to be a me- mentally prepared for it. There's no getting up and oh, I, I got to take a break or yeah. oh, I feel lightheaded. Yeah. It's you're you lay down and you got three people or however many people stretching and you're fucking on in that spot for the next, you know, three, mm-hmm. you know, three, four hours. So mm-hmm. intense. If you move that stick coming for you. A six coming for your ass if you move, it's just like boom. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. Where did they start? Did they start low, like by the shins and and stuff, and work up? Or no, no, they start up uh, in the back. Oh, okay. In the back, and then down down to your ass, and then hit the side, and then just kind of just work their way down. Wow, amazing. That's uh, that's amazing. And what was the spiritual or you know emotional mental part of it, man? How did that how did that play in for those nine days? Uh, I think, I think, um, mentally, if, if you're, if you can't handle it, I mean, it, you're not going to make it. Um, I would do it again. 100%. I would go through that all over again. 100%. Yeah. Uh, you, you just have to be, you know, your mind has, your mind actually plays a big part in, 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 in getting it done. Because if, you know, like I said, if you don't, if you don't, if your mentals are not there, then you might as well just stay home. Mm-hmm. What, pain, what got you through really. it, man? I mean, other than the just the sheer determination um, of, I don't want to disrespect anybody and or myself. What gets you through that, man? When it's fucking <laughs> three hours into the seventh day and you're fucking pain, you know, it's painful. Yeah. Um, not disgracing my family because if you don't complete that, you're. I mean, you you have just disgraced your whole family. And that's and, 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 and that's. Completing- the, and that's the difference right there between, you know, Polynesian style mentality of, of tattooing and and, you know, more of a Western style. You know, that idea of that tattooing is tied right into culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's wild, man. It's. Uh, yeah. How, how does it how did it feel at the end, man? What was it like, you know, coming having that tattoo come to a close? 
Oh, it was it was the greatest feeling ever. I feel like I felt like you know, I felt like I just won the lottery, man. It was over. I finally get to go home and do whatever I want, um, and 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 I completed something that you know, it, it, it's a major um, achievement in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shit, man, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not you know it's something that a lot of people won't ever even think about experiencing you know and and uh it's it's really it's really cool that you were able to you know able to do it get through it and uh you know continue to find inspiration and drive from it you know yeah yeah when every every morning i wake up and i look at it it, it it just keeps my mind focused on you know what i do yeah i mean I, I didn't i didn't get it for you know to please my family or anybody else i got it i got it for me and, and i'm a polynesian you know tattoo artist and, and that's, you know, that's what I do. So I, it mm -hmm. keeps me, you know, keeps me grounded. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. So, um, do you, have you been doing many conventions or do you, do you like to travel much or? Um, I, I, I do one here and there. Um, I, I'm not really a traveler because I take my family. They're, they're going to go with me wherever and mm -hmm. I kind of get expensive. So yeah. it's kind of, you know, cause I, cause I don't drink. I, I mean, I, I haven't drank in about eight years, so they're like, they're like, you know, when they're with me, it's, it's like it keeps me, you know, it keeps, keeps me grounded. It yeah. keeps me from, from strain and, and doing, you know, letting alcohol take over. Yeah. You don't want to be wiling out, man. You got too much, you yeah, know, I, I mean, too much responsibility. I There's to, too much to lose, you know. Yeah. I went to a convention uh, last October and I went by myself and it was, it was pretty, it was pretty rough because I'm, you know, the convention's in the hotel, yeah. And you know, it's just one big party, and <laughs> right. they weren't with me, so it kind of, you know, at night, nine thirty, ten o'clock, I locked myself in the room. No one ever saw me because I, I, I didn't want to. You know, I had the urge, like you know what, I'm by myself, I can do whatever I want. Let's, you know, let's go. But <laughs> I, I kind of controlled it. That's good, man. You know, it's it's yeah, it's that uh, when you do those kind of things and you accomplish that, and you don't, you know get turned up and, <laughs> and, and, uh -huh. and, and go crazy, you know, you come back to uh -huh. it and it's easier to do that same thing the next time, you know, cause you, you've already yeah. experienced yeah. it and you can go to the next convention and be like, I was nothing to lock myself in the room at nine o'clock. I got a bunch of drawings done by 10 and I, you know, mm -hmm. I was rested b by yeah. the morning, you know, eight o'clock breakfast, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I found, man, I found like if you can, I'm really trying to work on scheduling and, and blocking my time and, and focusing my efforts. And, um, you know, if you can simplify, I think is, is the biggest thing, you know, and being intentional about what you're doing is for me is like, is, is key right now. Yeah. So, um, what's next, what's next for you, Leo, man, what's, what's going on? Um, currently, and and what are you trying to accomplish, man? At towards the end of this year. Um, what's next? Well, right now we're working on a, uh, you know, we're working on this this uh, this museum exhibit in uh, downtown LA. It's a uh, Tatao Marks of Polynesian. We got all the top, you know, the top names. They're, you know, we're doing the, everybody's doing pieces for this show, and it, it's pretty time consuming. But it, you know. All the stuff that I've done is I, I just finished them and, and we're gonna shoot them on Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, and and it should be next year. It's supposed to be out. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be a big, you know, it's it's, it's a big deal. 
That's awesome, man. And what is it going to be? A, a, an exhibit of photographs or actual um, people, or what is it? What is it going to be? Uh, photographs of, of you know how how the uh, Polynesian tattoos have have changed. You know how how it's come from the traditional to where it's at now, and 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 still staying with you know the the uh, Sudawape uh, family you know way of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it it's it's pretty exciting, yeah. Um, you know, the the owner of of the shop, A Town, he he he's hands on, and and you got Taki, who's out there in State of Grace, who yep. who's putting it together, and another good good buddy up there in Hawaii, uh, Sudawape Steve. Um, yeah. You know, they're they're uh, putting all this together. It, it's pretty it's it, it's pretty amazing. That's awesome, man. You know, it's going to be event if Taki's behind it. It's going to be quality. And, oh yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and amazing. You know that guy puts on a great show mm-hmm. every year. He he's put on some yeah. really wonderful exhibits with the Persevere exhibit and um, yeah, uh-huh. quality shit, man. That's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, this is kind of a this is kind of a, a um, the the next one from the Perseverance is kind of like you know the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. What's so, um what, what's the take from the older crew of of uh, masters that are doing the Polynesian style, what's their take on the contemporary guys and, and what's being done right now? Um, how do they, did they, did they like that it's being promoted? Um, you know, cause you know, we talked about a little bit before we jumped on here, we were texting and, you know, I think that you're doing a great service to Polynesian tattooing traditional or otherwise with you know, mm-hmm. mixing in the lettering and, and the contemporary stuff, because you're drawing in, especially with the lettering, you're drawing in an audience that may not be yeah. seeing Polynesian stuff because you're mixing it into your work. And now they're familiar with Polynesian stuff and maybe you're turning them on to, you know, your history or your roots or the roots of the people that are around you and they become familiar with it, you know? So what is the what is the general kind of consensus is there one from the old squad of of guys and and what do they think about these new cats doing this shit um i i i from what i've got from them they they have no problem with it they they you know it, as long as as we're doing it right and and presenting it well they, they have no problem with it yeah and and work you know, we're the guys that i work with are are connected with those guys you know firsthand mm-hmm. like face to face so it, 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 we're always you know it's it, it's always um, it, it, they they make sure that you know we're doing it right. Yeah, yeah, that's good to have those checks and balances, right? You got to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's um, what? Uh, how exciting is it for you, man, to be tattooing right now? Um, with the age of like even equipment, you know, advancing the age of the internet to be able to reach out these big events being, um, organized. What's it, uh, what's it like for you to be tattooing? Um, I mean, it's awesome. When I, when I, when I first started it, 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 you know, the internet was, you know, pretty much just my space. kind of, that was just kind of some bullshit, but you know, from then to now, I mean, Instagram is like my, my, uh, my number one tool. So, you know, I kind of, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Do you like looking at other people's tattoo work or do you find you, you like looking at more um, 
like calligraphy, calligraphy or uh, type work, or what do you what do you enjoy looking at for um, um, signage? I, what I, I like the, uh, everything. I kind of I kind of have you know I, I follow a lot of people that that, that inspire me. So it, it's not just lettering. It's you know people who do black and gray mm -hmm. uh, traditional work because all, all that stuff is awesome. That's all awesome to me. I mean I, I yeah. can't do it, but you know I like to look at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's cool seeing somebody that's doing a totally different style than you at the highest level. Um, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to sit there and appreciate that, uh, know the okay. work that's yeah. gone into it. I mean, that's what I look. You know, I look at guys like yourself that are doing lettering at the at the highest level, and I'm like, damn, you know how how clean and how uh, good it looks on the body. You know, it's cool seeing people take every fucking style and doing it at the highest level and thinking about every aspect of it from the way that it falls in the body to the application to the tools um what are you doing for uh machines right now and, and tools and stuff what's your setup like um that that allows you to to get this kind of high quality um that helps well, in it doesn't allow you to get it i mean it would let me rephrase that your fucking hard work is what is allowing you to do the work but what helps you with that man the tools Meaning the the, the yeah, kind of tools I use. Yeah, what kind of machines do you run, and and uh, what do you like right now? Um, I, I basically I use basically three machines. Uh, Mickey Sharks. Um, I, I use the rotary, and and I have a custom one made from uh, one of my good friends, uh, a Q machine, and mm -hmm. you know those are like my my three babies right there. <laughs> I can right. do whatever I need, but I mean, but I'll pull out as many machines as I need. If I need five six machines, oh well, I'm pulling them out. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. So you're yeah. not you're not opposed to uh you you definitely use both rotary and coil still these days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's whatever whatever, whatever the piece calls for. Whatever works for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's cool, man. But, I mean it's... I'm using I'm using both on the daily. I'm using them both on the daily. Yeah. So, Cart cartridge system or are you still uh what are you uh, using? Uh no cart I don't I don't think a cartridge system is for me because I don't need to, you know. It's just one needle, and then you know maybe a thicker needle. That's it. I don't, I don't, you know, cartridge. I, I would say it's for somebody, you know, who. How would you say? Uh, is switching things out. You know more. who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I yeah, I I mean I I would see that, you know, there's when there's more variance in what you're going to be doing with that one particular machine. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely, it's nice to to have it. I've been using it. I've been using Kingpin's disposable cartridges and their uh, slot lock needles, and I like it. You know, so far, um, it's it's still kind of early on. You know, they just kind of soft dropped this a few months back, and and they're they're now in full production with it. But um, I, I dig I dig it, man. And you know who turned me on to really giving it more thought was James Strickland when I had him on the show, and he said that. You know, the biggest thing that changed the quality of his work was going to the cartridge system. And, um, you know, I was like, all right, well, maybe I'd really need to give this give this system a look and, and, and find out about it. And I dig it, man. But I see what you're saying. You know, it's if you're setting up one machine and, and you don't have to change that, then uh, yeah. it's not necessarily other than, you know, the, the how solid the system is in and of itself, you know not as much movement and things like that with the needle bar, but shit, man, 
you know, to eat, everybody's got to be comfortable with the, with what they're doing. You know, not every system is going to yeah. work for everybody. Yeah. My, my, my number one needle for, for, uh, for veteran is, is a quadrant. I, Jeremy, I mean, uh, Ryan turned me on to those. And I mean, when I got onto those, man, that, those things are phenomenal. Yeah. A little you bit, s- uh, use the quadrant and some inky, all your set. <laughs> set all day. Tell, tell me about that. You know, I'm interested to hear about your experience using inkies, um, do you use the green glide? Is that what you're, you're talking yeah, about? I use the green glide. What, yeah. What's your take on it, man? Tattooing kind of street shop style every day, um, in the shop a lot. What do you think? Is it beneficial? You know, people say, oh, it's too expensive, this and that. I think that's the biggest, um, unfamiliarity with the product. And I think that the price point is the biggest issue people have. Why am I going to spend this, um, when I can use a dollar to, you know, a tub of dollar Vaseline yeah. from, from the dollar store or whatever. And, um, I think it personally, I've used a bunch of, you know, a couple of the different products I've used hustle butter, I've used inkies and I do like them. I do think that they reduce the redness. I do think that they help with, uh, um, you know, helping the client through the process. But what do you think about them? Um, I mean, it, 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 it helps with the healing process. Number one, because, from step number one, when you put it on and you drop that line, I mean, you're healing the tattoo as you know, as you're going six hours later, you've already got six hour jump. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, it, it, it runs my needle smooth. I mean, I mean, from the first time I put that needle in, I was like, wow, this thing is awesome. Yeah. So, it's... I mean, I, I, I live by it. I try to, you know, I try to turn on a couple of guys from the shop and they're like, whoa, this is, this is nice. You know? Yeah. I mean, so uh, that's, you know, th- those are my reasons. Right. Yeah, it's good, man. I-, I dig it. You know, a lot of guys are using it. A lot of guys at the upper level um, are, are be- you know, beginning to, I mean, not even beginning to. They're understanding that it's it's about the quality of, of the product that you're using and, and it's affecting the whole thing. You know, it's affecting, like you said, mm-hmm. all the way to the healing. And, you know, I think young, you know, young, younger tattooers and, and tattooers who are not looking at that as an option in your tools, I think you're doing yourself a disservice because, yeah. you know, it might set you apart a little bit more from the guy down the street. You know, your, your stuff might heal a little mm-hmm. bit quicker, a little bit better, and that might turn somebody on to you. And, and I think that, uh, yeah. Exactly. You know, with how much, you know, with the ease of how it helps the process of tattooing and then also that it can be a tool to set you apart from somebody else, you know, in the sea of fucking tattooers out there these days, you know, we have to, we have to look at every advantage that we can take. So, um, I think you're right to, to use it and try to turn your, your peers onto it, man, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's Vaseline doing for you? It's not really doing anything. It's just no. kind of, you know. And I, I'm going to tell you, I'll be the first, there. I'll be the first to tell you I was the, I was a hard convert, you know, it was, mm-hmm. I didn't know, but I, but once I started using, once I started using hustle butter, that was a couple years ago, um, at, at a convention, I got some from Richie and, and loved it. I also tried cocoa butter. I've tried that and, and I'm currently using inkies and I love that, you know, I, I love the green glide and, and it's, uh, it's definitely cool. Um, I just started using, uh, I got the Axis Rotary from Kingpin. And then I also got, uh, uh, Franco sent me a couple Bishop Rotaries to try out. You can get those through Kingpin as well. Um, so, yeah. 
Man, I like I like it. You know, I like the bishop. I like the axis as well. I used them both yesterday um, on a big, you know, half sleeve uh, piece and uh, dig them. You know, I think everybody's got to look at what your you know your your tools and and pick what's right for you. But don't discount yeah, exactly. something. You know, just because you've you've heard something or you read your first thing about it, you know, give it some time and and really do some research. So anything else that uh, anything else that you found that's really kind of helped your tattooing? And um, do you do are you working digital or are you still working uh, analog with with uh, tracing paper and pencil or? Um, tattoo wise, uh, it's still, you know, pencil and paper. Um, I, I've, I've always been digital with my um, design work. So it, that that's, you know, I got my MacBook and my, you know, my two fingers. That's, that's all I need. My MacBook can go wherever I want. And all I need is a scroll pad that comes with it and I'm good to go. Yeah. That's how I do all my illustrator vectors and, and that's all I need. That's awesome, man. What, what do you, what are you doing mostly with that kind of stuff? How, how are you? Uh... Um, uh, design wise, like, like, the the hat, I mean, I, I vector that out. Um, mm-hmm. and sometimes I do it for other people. I don't do it, you know, that much anymore. Um, but just when I'm doing, you know, shirts for the shop, shirts for myself, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, it, that's, you're the type of guy that's, you know, could easily make that jump then to, you know, either an iPad and a Wacom, you know, uh, Wacom to a pen or go right to a Cintiq. Have you have you fucked around with a Cintiq at all, or? Um, I, I, I have. Uh, I don't like the fact that you have to have the MacBook and that. And I don't. I'm not an Android guy, so I would never get right. the, the companion. So yes. that's why I would just stay away from that. Um, but other than that, if they ever made one that was, you know, um, um, you know, iOS, I'd be all over it. But right. they they don't, so it's just it's the way it goes. Yeah, that is a difficult difficult thing. If you do want to use a Mac, you gotta be you have to have a a MacBook or something that goes with it. So yeah, um, so you you gotta carry around two items, and, and I don't want to do that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So um, yeah, it's 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 something that people are gonna I think more and more start looking at, and um, you know even getting so far as buy, you know going with the hundred dollar uh, Wacom pen and and doing it on the iPad. I've even heard like that is, uh, some guys like that even better, you know, and, and oh, yeah. a lot of people have iPads, you know, and you buy a hundred dollar pen and that's not much of an investment and makes things a lot cleaner. But, um, yeah, I think more and more people are checking it out, man. And, and it's becoming oh, more yeah. and more feasible for people to do that. Yeah. I'm definitely interested, but I'm just waiting. They're, yeah. they, they're going to have to figure it out eventually. Yeah, I think they, I think they are, you know, they're, they're, uh, I wonder, so is like the other industries, graphic design and otherwise that are using these, these products, I mean, they, do they pretty much primarily deal in, in PC or Windows or did they, um, they not deal in Mac? The, the people that I know, they, they, they're, they're using the Mac, but they have the extra in, in, for my preference, that's, that's just too much. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm. I'm all over the place, so I'm carrying my MacBook with me all the time, and sure. I don't want to have to carry two two items. That's you know, that's just the way it goes. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, Leo, dude, let me thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing with us about your experiences and and your art. I love to see the the momentum that you are getting, and I hope it continues. I love your work. Your lettering is flawless. 
and the Polynesian stuff that I'm seeing that you're doing is is wonderful as well, man. I, I can't wait, like I said, to get down Thank there, you. check you guys out at A Town Tattoo. Where can people see oh, your yeah. work and um and and get a hold of you if they'd like to set something up? Um, they can see my work on Instagram, uh, Leo Tattoos, L I O Tattoos. Um, and all the info is in my bio if they want to get tattooed by me. Um, that's pretty much my my number one. Or they can find me on Facebook, Leo Palmasino. I mean, it's, you know, I'm here, I'm there. Right on, man. Shout outs. Giving it, got any shout outs for anybody? Uh, to all the fellows at A-Town. Keep holding it down. You guys are awesome. And and to you for, you know, putting me on. Jeremy for, you know, for stressing me out. Ryan, Tim, you know, Southern family. You guys are awesome. Oh yeah, man, for sure. Hey, Leo, thank you so much, dude. Oh, and, one, and one more, one more person, one more. Can I shout out one more guy? Hell yeah, uh, you can Carlos shout out Torres. a couple. I mean, I want to shout out Carlos Torres. That guy, that guy, you know, he, he you know, he hooked me up with the Yankees, and and he turned me on to Sullen. So I, I always gotta, you know, put him in there. Absolutely, I'm trying to get him on. I'm coordinating uh, to to get him on the show uh, very soon. So uh, we'll we'll uh, talk about his experience with Yankees and and. Um, you know, tattooing and business. And, you know, I know that uh, that's one of those guys that's really, really doing a lot for, for our industry. So yeah, it'll be exciting to talk yeah. to him, man. And, and uh, I appreciate it, Leo, dude. It's, um, it's exciting. Oh, to, it's exciting to see your, your career uh, unfolding and, and going in such a positive direction. So thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And everybody go check him out. Leo tattoos on Instagram. And um, uh, you have a great rest of your week, dude. All right. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Sullen Radio. I'd like to thank my sponsors, Sullen Clothing, Kingpin Tattoo Supply, Inky's Tattoo Products, Black Flies Eyewear, and Tattoos Cure Cancer. If you head over to Inky's.com, you can use the promo code Sullen Radio and get a free sample pack of Inky's products with your next order. That's Sullen Radio at Inky's.com, and you will get a free sample pack of Inky's products. You can also head over to kingpintattoosupply.com, use the promo code SUPERLINER15, and receive 10% off all of their SUPERLINER needles for the next two weeks. That's promo code SUPERLINER15 at kingpintattoosupply.com, and you will get 10% off all of their SUPERLINER needles. Well, thanks again for listening, everybody. That's the show for this week. I'm Joe Swanson. Make sure to tune in next week for another episode of Sullen Radio. Keep hustling, everybody.